Welcome once again to Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. My name's Jim Byrne and the Pat in the title is Pat Byrne. And this is episode 81. In this episode, Pat chats to Sarah Kadurka. I think that's how you say it, but I'm not absolutely sure. We came across Sarah when we visited a Glasgow art exhibition a few months ago, and we were absolutely enchanted by her work. Sarah is an award-winning contemporary artist based in Glasgow. Her work is all about shapes and edges of things, objects, buildings and words. Her Polaroid City Sky series is about walking and looking up at the sky between tall buildings. That is looking up at the sky between tall buildings in London, Berlin, Glasgow, Sydney and Hong Kong. Sarah also works as a creative consultant with architects and engineers on global projects. And if you're lucky, and there's no reason why not, you can see Sarah's vivid and unique work at the WASPs Winter Artists and Makers Market. Brigitte, Saturday 7th of December. Don't miss it. I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. Take it from me, her work is absolutely fantastic. Anyway, enough of me chatting. Here's Pat chatting to Sarah Kadurka. Today, Sarah Kadurka. 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 <laughs> if you're in Lithuania, it's Kadurka. Right. So either will work. Kadurka. But you pronounce it. I, we Kaderka. tend to Kadarka. Kadarka. So, hus- such an unusual mm. name. It is. My husband's um, grandfather came over from Lithuania in 1919. Um, mm. So my husband's broad Essex accent, it became Kadarka. Right. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it, no, people can't spell it or pronounce no. it here. But in, in well, Lithuania, it's a very famous well, surname. So. Well, I was getting kind of, um, I was thinking sometimes, Kadrika. And I was thinking, no, no, that's not right. <laughs> it is so, unu- so unusual. It is quite unusual. You won't, know, you won't meet a lot of other Kaderkas in Glasgow. No, no, but there are quite a few. There are quite a few Lithuanians in London, but not so many in Glasgow now. <laughs> so, but, um, anyway, lovely to see you, Sarah, and thanks for coming along. Sarah is an award-winning visual artist, and Jim and I met Sarah when we went along to the, the art show, to the contemporary, um, Glasgow Contemporary Art Show at Kelvin Grove in May, I think it was. It is May, it yeah. runs in May. It was back then, so um, now we wander around and look at things and yours was one of the um, exhibits. That we, 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 just, we were there for ages, we just loved it. It was so, so unusual. Um, what you you you'll be able to describe it better than than me, but it was like the tiny wee um, sort of cityscapes. Yes. Like we snapshots and absolutely snapshots together. is just the right word because I work on top of Polaroids mm-hmm. and nobody makes work like me. So um, whenever I work on an art fair, I'm always the one that is making work like nobody else. No, um, definitely. I. It comes. I my my project is to work around walk around cities looking up at the sky, and I take Polaroids as I'm going. Mm-hmm. So I'm framing slices of the sky in between the buildings mm-hmm. of a city. So I first started this project when I lived in London, and I've now made having moved to Glasgow two years ago. I've now made almost two hundred of these these images of Glasgow. So I take the shots, but then I'm not, I'm not a photographer. For me, the Polaroids are just the starting point. I paint on top of them, mm-hmm. so I'll paint in a blue sky. And for Glasgow, I chose a very blue sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm, I kind of I, I paint in the blue sky that I've shot, and then I make up the buildings in the colours I want mm-hmm. using the mm-hmm. the building shapes that I'd mm-hmm. I'd, I'd mm-hmm. captured. Mm-hmm. But no, they're they're, they're they're not exactly a portrait of the city. They're more like my impression of uh, my feelings towards the city that I'm walking mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, it's, it's, it's peculiar because a lot of people say about Glasgow, always look up. <laughs> have you heard that? <laughs> I, yes, I have, and it made, it made it the perfect city for me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I started working like this in London because everybody's looking down at their phones. Um and London's not as interesting as Glasgow to look up in. But um, mm-hmm. I, I then worked on, I then decided to extend the project to 
Uh, so I did about 350 London images. Um, and then I worked on Berlin and Hong Kong and Sydney as well, yeah, and then I Glasgow. That. I saw that. That was amazing. Um, <laughs> so I've got a bit of kind of a world tour in my, uh, my Absolutely. No, that, that's fantastic. No, the, we really loved them. I mean, the, the, the colours are so vivid, Aye. but it's so interesting... Um, I know you. I know you do larger pieces as well, mm. but I just thought that those small shots, all different, you know, in the row, the very mm. vivid colours, they were so interesting and so eye catching, and I love that. I mean, it's almost like a turquoise blue, isn't it? It it's, is. It's a really rich. Every city I I use, I use a different blue for, and I, I thought. Glasgow deserves a really rich blue sky, like we get in the summer. Brighten us up a bit. So, well, I d- yeah, it's my, my joke. I'm bringing uh-huh. blue skies to Glasgow, yeah. one Polaroid at a time. But they're beautiful, you know, they really, they really, they really are. Each wee one is lovely, and then all together mm. is so, so different. And you could have them, I mean, you can imagine them. And so they're they're versatile. Yes. You know they would go so many. Um, you must get loads and loads of compliments on your work. I do, I do. I get a lot of photographers interested in what I do, which is interesting. And people do like my work, but to date, people if they're buying originals, they tend to buy just two or three. So I decided to do a large scale print using forty eight of them, so I could sell a whole wall or share a whole wall um, for a, for not the price of forty eight originals. Well, there you go. So that's my um, the big print I've done, which is called "I Love This City," um, and I've done one of London and Glasgow and Hong Kong, and the Glasgow one is the only one with a with a subtitle, which is in brackets. I love this city even even more when the sky is blue. Well, so same with everybody. <laughs> absolutely. Well, it does lift your spirits, doesn't it? Yeah. And the yeah. shape of the size of that print, the size of the whole set of prints, was based on making it appropriate for West End homes because we're in the West End and we've got those lovely high ceilings of the tenements um, and I'm quite conscious that a lot of people struggle to find work of the scale needed for those kind of those kind of interiors mm-hmm. and particularly that tricky bit next to your front your main door which actually needs quite a vertical piece mm-hmm. um, so my prints are precisely designed to fill that space with 48 blue sky Glasgow yeah, well, to lift lovely. your spirits before you and, go out the door. Uh-huh. <laughs> and people coming to visit. Exactly. Yeah, a, nice, a nice welcome. No, no, we, we, we just love a blue sky. But um, one of the things I was thinking um, only came into my mind because I was expecting you today and um, the other night, Jim, there was the most fabulous sunset out there and... It's quite interesting because all the wee chimney tops, yeah. and of course he was looking up, and that the, the the sky was such a a vivid kind of coral and, and and red. It looked fabulous, and I I wondered if you'd ever thought of doing any of the the nighttime shots. I haven't actually, but I tell you what, telling um, talking about the skylines, it's a thing I'm very interested in. I mm-hmm. used to work with a building design firm with architects and mm-hmm. developers and, mm-hmm. and building designers and I developed a, a way of helping them to actually look up and look along the, the, the roof lines. So if I'm ever stopped at a bus, step at a bus stop or uh, waiting for a train, I'm the one who's... I tend to do a 360 look around where my mm-hmm. eye follows every chimney pot and every bit of every skyline. Mm-hmm. And I found that when I was working with architects, they don't do it. Right. They're just heads down on their desk looking at the screens. And my, I figured it was my job to look out of the window because they weren't. So I decided I was going to try and train them to also do that. So <laughs> that's idea. one of my obsessions <laughs> is, to, is to look at the skylines. Mm-hmm. My, work, my work really is about, about looking up in cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, you'll never see any people in my work because they're not in my shots because I'm always, always looking up. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, there's three, there's three Polaroids I've taken which I can't bring myself to paint over because they got my husband and my wee boy in them uh-huh. because they were ahead of me when I was in Berlin. And I can see my, my husband's pot by hat and pushing the push chair when mm-hmm. uh, my wee one was little. Uh-huh. And I can't bring myself to paint those out. No. But usually no. it's not a dilemma because there's uh-huh. usually not many people in my phone. <laughs> so. So, so how old is your son? He's six. Nice. We moved up to Glasgow from London precisely because of the wee one. Because right. he's got long legs and he loves mud and mountains and mm-hmm. beaches, and it's quite mm-hmm. hard to do that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I, re- I, as a child, all my favourite f- um, holidays with my parents were up here. They were up on the West Coast, mm-hmm. Malague and Mora. And, mm-hmm. um, I, the first time I saw my little boy, when he must have been four, in his wellies at, on the beach at Killeen, mm-hmm. I thought, well, we've got to be here. He just looked mm-hmm. just like me and he just is happy uh-huh. as the... Yeah, well, yeah that's interesting. I'd wondered about that. I, 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 th- I thought um, that maybe your husband was from Glasgow or something, or, or yeah, you had relatives no, The only connection the... is that mm-hmm. my husband's, weirdly, before we got married, my husband brought us up to Glasgow to have his suit made because his tailor, for some reason, was in Vincent Street. <laughs> I don't know why he had a, a tailor in Glasgow, <laughs> but he did. So I think I'd only been to Glasgow twice before, mm-hmm. before we mm-hmm. actually moved up, mm-hmm. maybe three times. It's no, we just, yeah. it, it just made absolute sense. As an artist, mm-hmm. there's only two places in the UK that I'd want to work, and that's London or Glasgow, and mm-hmm. I'd had enough of London. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we're here. Uh-huh. We're here as a family, and it's uh-huh. worked brilliantly for and all of us. And you've got... absolutely love that's it. That's great. I mean, it's... Um, one of the good things about Glasgow, too, is it's easy to get out of. You know, you're not... Um, well, we're at Annie's Land here, and if we just turn right along the road up Bearsen Road... You're hardly quarter of an hour until you're up going into well, we're Germany just over in Highland, which we're just, just you're nearby. a wee bit up the Great mm-hmm. Western Road from you. Yeah. And we were amazed ourselves the first week that Daniel was here, that we, um, we Daniel was in nursery. We took him out on the Friday, sort of half day through the day, still in his nursery tracksuit. And within about 40 minutes, we were on in Kailoch Island in Lomond. It was amazing. Right. We were... Uh-huh. We were just we were always yeah. amazed by how fast we can get to amazing, beautiful I wilderness and, places. I know a couple of weeks ago we thought it was a nice like we had a blue sky day mm-hmm. and we thought, um, let's just go somewhere. So we drove up to Glencoe. Oh wow. And I mean it doesn't take that no, it very doesn't. long and then it's lovely all the way. Mm. You know, it's um just such lovely lovely scenery and then right. you can go down past Loch Lomond, and you can come back through the Trossachs. Of course, you and can. So you're sort of getting. That's but we've spent a lot of time exploring in Argyll and Butte as well. As I say, mm-hmm. we've just been over to Isla and uh-huh. completely fell for it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get on the Calmac ferry, even if it's only over to Dunoon, I know. you're immediately on well, holiday. Well, for the wee one as well. Oh, he loves they, them. Because we used to take um, Ryan and my grandson mm. um, places, and if they go on a boat, that is just so exciting for well, them. Well, I remember it from when yeah, I was wee, uh-huh. from our adventures up on the yeah. West Coast, and it was always the best thing. Mm-hmm. And that, to be honest, we didn't go on that many because I don't think my parents could afford them once we'd <laughs> driven up from England. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, we had slightly, slightly wilder holidays, and those ones where, you know, it's all horizontal rain and there's nothing open but a distillery, those kind of holidays. <laughs> but I still totally got the feel for Scotland. Mm-hmm. And well, that's nice. We're just really that's lucky. We all, we all think we're in the best place in the world. Uh-huh. Yeah, well... I, I love it too. <laughs> I love Glasgow. Yeah, I, so I, I stayed in London for three years. You know, when when I was young, and I like I, I did love London too. And it's very mm. very exciting. It's it's very different, but it's um, it's so vast. You know, like yeah. different parts of London yeah. are so different. Well, of course, but that's then people stay scene. in their own little sections. Yeah. And, you know. Uh-huh. We, we're amazed. My husband is a big m- new music fan and, you know, he goes to so many gigs here because he can get back in, like, half an hour. Less than He's out. I don't know, he's out for a ridiculously short amount of time because it takes only 50 minutes to get home. Yeah. Whereas we didn't do half of what was in London because it's just a pain to get everywhere, isn't it? So. It is. It's a, it's a number. Well, everything, the traffic's very slow. Yeah, oh, and, yeah, the, the yeah. traffic did stress. And then the, if it's a busy, you're kind of harassed. But I walk everywhere here, mm-hmm. or I'm on the wee train. Mm-hmm. My studio's in Hidden Lane in I know Finister. that, I love the Hidden Lane. Well, it's it is so lovely. Nice, isn't it, it is. I found, yeah. this, I found my studio there within about a month of moving up to Glasgow, um, when people had said it was quite hard to find a studio. And to be honest, my studio is way too small, but it's mm-hmm. got all the sunshine, and it's got a big radiator, mm-hmm. so it's nice and warm. Uh-huh. And... There's something lovely about being in the hidden lane. There's a nice community down there. It is. Mm-hmm. I now can't leave because it feels like home. <laughs> yeah. No, I love the hidden lane. Um, we used to go down more, actually. In fact, we, we used to go to the, the tea room, the hidden... Mm-hmm. And one of Jim, Jim, Jim's a musician, so he one of his CDs, 
he had the launch in the oh, hidden hidden lane. It was quite peculiar because he was performing in the wee bit upstairs, oh, and then there was quite a crowd. So some people were downstairs or on the stairs, so they couldn't actually see him. <laughs> you know, so it wasn't probably. I love the, the hidden lane. Probably interior. the best place. They're, they're my best mates in there. You know, because mm-hmm. like, actually being an artist is a solitary thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, my tummy grumbles are at ten o'clock, and I've I've got to go mm-hmm. and get a hot chocolate mm-hmm. and a scone, and I get a wee chat for the girls uh-huh. in there as well. And Kirsty, who lo- who runs it, is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's I know as well. Um, as well Shona, Shona Oh, I know Shona too. Shona's one of my best friends. She's fabulous in yeah. jewellery design. It's a really nice sort mm-hmm. of little community mm-hmm. down there. And, then, and it, it, I mean, it makes me, made me laugh when I first got my studio there because I'm in a bright orange building and if you know my stuff, you know, how many bright orange buildings <laughs> come up in my paintings <laughs> and I find myself a studio in a, in a wee corner of buildings exactly the same appropriate. sort of colours. And I, it's been amazing as well because my studio in London had no natural light but my colours have, have really gone zingy up here although, mm-hmm. you know, you think you don't get so much light in a northern city mm-hmm. but actually I've got a lot more light and my, my mm-hmm. f- first work all of the work I've done here is much more colourful That's funny So I'm working at the moment I've spent most of this year actually rather than doing the cityscape pieces which are still going on um, I've also been doing some, lots of abstract, really colourful work, mm-hmm. which I've called the Hidden Lane Colours. Oh, that's um, lovely. You're but thinking... they're even smaller, which is amazing. <laughs> You're thinking vividly. Well, I am, I am. The first, set, the first city set I did when I moved into that, my studio in the Hidden Lane was actually the Hong Kong shots that I'd taken in mm-hmm. earlier in the year. In February 2017, I was in Hong Kong for a few mm-hmm. days, and I took something like nine films and Polaroids, and I, mm-hmm. I'd kept them waiting on to do them I had to finish the Berlin set for a show in London and then I, it was the first work I did in my Glasgow studio mm-hmm. was my Hong Kong set yeah. and they're all the colours it's just really know. got some really fantastic magentas and oranges and pinks in it and I, I put it down to the light of Glasgow you know I didn't have natural light before and suddenly I was realising actually it does make a difference yeah I'd never thought mm-hmm. it would but it does you know um, lots of the artists love to go to um Iona and all these different places because of the the light you know, yes, and the colourists and I've never been yeah, that high, that that mm, far north but mm, yes it's um no you yoga the 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 most I was on Tyree last year and that kind of made sense we didn't have so, great weather but so wild, just the white wind, the white sound really mm-hmm. <laughs> very windy yeah. I do Tai Chi and there was me trying to do Tai Chi on a gale force beach <laughs> looking out to the Atlantic it was no. quite funny it made me, made me the, we went a few years ago to Harris and Lewis uh-huh. Harris. It's got to be the most beautiful place on earth. Uh, I, you couldn't believe how gorgeous it is. And we went because I'd seen a television programme mm. with, with Harris and I thought, oh, it looks gorgeous. But, I mean, it was like a million times more gorgeous. <laughs> we, we, didn't, we didn't do anything except get into the car and then go round a corner and stop and get out. <laughs> Back in, stop and get out. Because um, it's so... It's, just incredibly yeah. and and in, incredibly different you know so, some of the scenery is just amazing you know it's so so unusual but absolutely beautiful so you, you oh, need well, to get the there list. there yeah. are so many islands to explore but yeah i'm rather I getting the taste of the islands lots of places i need to um, <laughs> still still go to hmm. um say that one of the things i've I, I had a look on your website i've looked at it a few times actually and You've won loads of awards, which is just well, fantastic. I won awards when I was when I was fresh out of college for mm-hmm. actually for work that doesn't look that much like what I'm what doing now. But you know, you uh-huh. you, you don't lose but an award because no, you got it a few years ago. But you you did have done very very well. But one of the things I was particularly interested in was you you did a, a master's in sculpture. Yes, I did. Yeah, that, that, that I was I trained at Leeds <laughs> University and. The Henry Moore Foundation had put a lot of money into to the department I was in. And my BA dissertation was on Barbara Hepworth. And because mm-hmm. of that, they said, well, would you like to do this new MA in sculpture studies? So and I am totally 2D. You know, my brain thinks in 2D. So it was really interesting to me to be surrounded by sculptors and, and think about the objecthood of sculpture how it's mm-hmm. not just how it's made but actually that it's not the thing you you know the classic thing it's the thing you bump into when you're standing back from a painting um so actually i and after that i did a i did a research project for the henry moore sculpture trust mm-hmm. cataloging the life's work of a yorkshire sculptor called austin wright 
Um, and I have a real feel for sculpture, but it's not how I think at all. I definitely carried on thinking in 2D. But it was, I'm not sure, even sure that MA exists anymore, but I've got some very good friends who, from that, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and it mm -hmm. sort of launched my career. But mm -hmm. after, do, I, that was a one-year MA, and then I declined to go on to do a PhD. I decided I wanted to be in the studio making my own work and um, mm -hmm. back to painting. But no, sculpture mm -hmm. is, a, is an enduring passion for me, but it's not mm -hmm. what I make. <laughs> no, no, but I, I, thought, I thought that was um, interesting. Yeah, and as I say, I don't, I'm not sure that, that MA is even in existence anymore. I think there were just mm -hmm. a few, it only ran for a few years, I think. Mm -hmm. I might be wrong. Probably people could do it somewhere else if it. If well, they didn't actually, have it no, in Leeds. there wasn't another one. Was there not? It, it wasn't. It wasn't being. It wasn't. Um, mm. It was entirely about the history and theory and context of sculpture. Right, so it wasn't. Practical. It wasn't practice right, of sculpture. Mm -hmm. Now a lot of places do practice of sculpture, but yeah. then you did the history and right. the theory. It was run the the. It was run by Herbert Reed's son Benedict Reed, who's no longer with us, um, but it was he had. A very interesting take. I mean, he was a specialist in Victorian sculpture, and there's a lot of that in Glasgow. Mm -hmm. um, but he had he got some very interesting. Uh, we went to uh, see Anthony Gormley's studio. We went and talked to Anthony Gormley and um, all sorts of interesting sculptures. Anthony Caro, while he was still around, that was the the most memorable one for me. So we got a lot of studio visits, which was incredibly. Mm -hmm. You know, as a fresh straight out of college young yeah. painter, it was really interesting oh, to see. The context in which other people work. Mm -hmm. well, really that interesting. Sounds, sounds great. Yes, it was. And then working mm -hmm. with Austin Wright as a researcher straight after was, was amazing. And actually, that's where I started using Polaroids because I was using Polaroid to, di to um, document the life's work of the sculptor. And all his work mm -hmm. was piled up and higgledy piggledy in a barn in Yorkshire. It was me using this Polaroid. I got through so many Polaroids, I, I got a free Polaroid camera from from Polaroid for sort of as an offer. <laughs> so that's one of the ones I still use. It's this big clunky 1980s mm -hmm. thing that you sort of clunk out and put a film in. Maybe but, you should get Polaroid to sponsor you. <laughs> well, it's funny, Polaroid... What the question I always get when I show my work is, oh, can you still get Polaroid? <laughs> and there was a period... Um, it's kind of a romantic story. When I met, first met my husband and before we were married, he bought me for Christmas, he bought me a reconditioned Polaroid camera, a, a kind of 1960s one that you pull up like a big concertina um, and you f stuff the film in the front and you clunk it. And it's got, there's a real physicality to it. But he bought me that and some expired film because Polaroid had stopped making it. Um, and I kind of took some shots and thought, these are terrible, what are we going to do with these? Um, and because I'm a painter, not a photographer, I didn't, if I was a photographer, I'd have thought... Oh, how can I get better at this, or can I get a better camera? I was like, being a painter, I just thought, I want these are terrible. I wonder if I can paint on them. <laughs> but, um, so that was that was that just was how you. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that was amazing. Nine years ago, mm -hmm. we've been married eight and a half years, something like that. But it's really it interests me to make Polaroids in Glasgow, particularly because of course there was a Polaroid factory here. Yeah, well, it was in um, Alexandria. Yeah. So I'm always meeting people up when I, I'm quite often on the train mm -hmm. and I'm loading my Polaroid camera and the, the mm -hmm. lady next to me is going, oh, I, might, I probably made that camera. <laughs> um, so it's a really nice connection because yeah. I hadn't realised no, when I first but I remember it because um, my first job was in West Clocks in the factory oh, and right. that was in the uh -huh. same sort of um, area. There was a wee industrial estate uh -huh. And it had West Clocks mm. and Polaroid mm. was there too, down at Renton in, <laughs> in Alexandria. And lots of people, you know, it was great for local people. It was a great employer for local ah. people. Well, I was on the train mm -hmm. to Edinburgh the other day and I was just loading up my camera and I said, the lady next to me said, oh, you know, as usual, said, oh, I think I made that one. And <laughs> I said, really? I thought it was a 1950s one. She said, no, 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 I know exactly when that was made. Imagine that. <laughs> and yeah. it was a 70s one, so it's yeah. quite nice, really. I mean, I remember everybody just, it was something like um, almost you could compare it to selfies today when yes, they started. Well, because there was great excitement around if somebody had a Polaroid camera. Well, I tell that you what. Instant. You know, instantaneous. Even the wee ones who are used to digital and what you know want to see it straight away, they are kind of enthralled by Polaroid so much so my, my little boy is always pestering to take shots with my, my Polaroid. Yeah. Now I can't let him have them because the you know it costs me about three pound fifty a shot. It's expensive <laughs> stuff, is Polaroid. And Polaroid now, well, it does it is being made again, but it's not made. It's not. It's not like it used to be. <laughs> um, so I bought my my little boy an Instax camera, which is a Fuji camera, which is. 
which is very child friendly, the shape of it, and it's got a big button and it. Mm. It still makes the click burr whiz and the thing pops out the top. Mm. And his little friends can't get enough of it. They think it's brilliant. Mm. But because he's only six, mm. he does take lots of terrible shots <laughs> with no light. But maybe he could paint over them. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's what this year's work has all been about, pinching his pol- the wee Polaroids and making colourful abstracts on top because it's not my shot. I'm not... I'm not composing the shot myself to be honest he's six he's not composing it either um but you know the ones he doesn't want i've got mm-hmm. at the moment i've got 20 in my studio that he's just said oh i don't want these mummy these are, these are too dark or too light or i don't like that look on my face so, it's like, so and that's what i am working over the top um and actually there's a photographer in glasgow who's just very kindly he's been experimenting with a wide instat wide format in stacks which give you a kind of an oblong which is about the size of it's it's not quite it's kind of like the size of a polaroid but but lengthened and he's very kindly been sending me the ones that he regards as failures <laughs> so that i can work on top of those oh, as well that's good. so that's good so but i have to be very careful when when other photographers send me their work i have to sort of have a caveat as soon as it gets into my studio it's my work not yours <laughs> um mm-hmm. because i you know i can't guarantee what whether they're going to be any good or you know they I don't use the composition that the other person's given me. I just, I just, I obliterate the top. You know, it goes over the top, and it's, it's, it's what I do instead mm-hmm. of what they did before. Mm-hmm. But, well, it's certainly very, very unusual. <laughs> it is. No. Yeah, nobody, nobody quite so. makes. There's a, there's a, there's a, an artist in the states who was working with Polaroid in a kind of a similar. He obliterates it kind of way, but he cuts things up, and the, and his Polaroids are all, are tend to be of himself. Whereas, you know, I'm not interested in making self-portraits, really. But it's it's buildings and architecture that interests me mostly. And then it's a it's a quite a healthy thing to do. To it's about you must get do a lot of walking. I do do a lot of walking. Yes, Mm -hmm. and actually, I mean, I'm kind of slightly worried about Polaroid produces quite a lot of sort of uh, stuff you need to put in the bin. But it's actually quite nice working with other people's fails to actually effectively recycle failed images that other people have taken. There is a green aspect to it, I'm pleased to say. One of the other things I was interested in and I saw was this global project with architects. Yeah, I used to work with... um, when I was, I've been lucky enough not to need to go back to the day job yet in Glasgow, but I've spent years with lots of day jobs, you know, to keep me in the studio. But I spent 10 years working with a design firm called Arup, who they're, they're known as engineers. They were the building engineers who enabled the Sydney Opera House to get built. You know, right. They, they specialise in projects that nobody else would take on because they're just too difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked with them in a global um, capacity doing their marketing for a while. And then after a few years of lots of travelling, lots of well-run travel, I said, shall I shall I stop pretending to be a marketing person and actually be an artist for you? So I I get involved in um, their projects, but with bringing an artist's brain to the table. And mm-hmm. routinely what I'm doing is I'm saying, why? <laughs> why is it done like that? Why is it, why, you know, it's asking pertinent questions and, and taking them off on tangents. That's really what my, my input is. <laughs> but while I was with them, I set up a, a global creative event series called the penguin pool right and the penguin pool in london zoo was their first project ever you know mm-hmm. um Arup, their founder worked on that with uh, architect ben bertold lubetkin and it's mm-hmm. it's a on some levels it was a total failure because the, pe- the penguins hated it and it's still there <laughs> it's a design icon but the penguins got <laughs> foot rot or something they didn't oh, like it goodness. at all so it's a very famous design project but it was a bit of a failure but um, our, um, it was their project number one. Of, you know, each of their projects has a, has a number. That was project number one. And I thought, just thought it was a fantastic event name. Because it meant, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to the penguin pool tonight. You don't, you don't know what to, to expect, do you? Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea behind it was to get their engineers in, in a room with other creative people just to see what happened. Mm-hmm. It, was a, you know, it's, it wasn't a marketing event. It wasn't a client event. Um, and I was really proud of it because I, I made, what was it, 23 events happen over 20, 
two months in 15 different cities around the world. Yeah. So is so, that ongoing? Is no, it, well, I went on maternity leave and it sort of stopped. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was obviously, it was me pushing mm -hmm. it around the world, I think. And did you, was that when you did a lot of your travelling? No, yeah. no, I'd done lots of travelling the, the six years before that. So I had lots of contacts all around the firm, like Sydney, Melbourne, Beijing, uh, Shanghai, uh, New York, Seattle, San Francisco. So I'd done all that traveling. So I've set myself that this particular project, I would do it all without going to a single event. I'd sit in London and I'd make it all happen around the world. Um, I got very, I got very adept at video conferencing. <laughs> so I, I obviously was quite persuasive as well because it was a, it was quite a difficult concept for, for the engineers to grasp that they, they know how to talk to architects or their clients or their mm -hmm. fellow engineers, but they didn't know what they'd do if they were talking to a ballet dancer. They just had no clue. Mm -hmm. um, but no, it, it, I'm really proud of it because it was a very imaginative set yeah, of events. Yeah, it, it sounds absolutely wonderful. It know, was so, fun. And actually, so I've different. met somebody in, London, in Glasgow who remembers going to one in Singapore. So they're very memorable yeah, events. Yeah, um, but they were, they, the idea was that they just um, talked... They, they set up an event, they could do a theme if they wanted to say, for example, Singapore did an amazing one about experimental food. Mm -hmm. um, and Cape Town did the, most, the best ones. They were the ones that I really wished actually I'd gotten a plane to go to. Cape Town did a, their first event was about carnival. Right. Now, this isn't yeah. stuff that you'd associate with building engineers or any kind of engineering. Mm -hmm. But um, they really impressed their clients, actually, or the people at that one, because they hoisted through, I think they were on the seventh floor or something, on the edge of edge of the bay in, in Cape Town, and they hoisted a carnival-sized, float-sized crocodile through the window. So that was like, I remember there was part of the feedback for that was like, well, if you can do that, I, I, I trust you to deliver my project. <laughs> but um, it, it's, the idea was entirely to get different kinds of, of interesting creative brains to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. In a, a, a social media world, mm -hmm. I always thought there was still a lot to be said for a personal meeting yeah, and absolutely. sharing something yeah. and yeah exchanging cards if you got on but but meeting people you would never have met but who are, have a similar sort of creative outlook but in, from a different point of view mm -hmm. so that was that was that was yeah. the idea behind no well, I, I, so. that, well that's really interesting I just I, I was thinking what is this what is this about? <laughs> yeah it's a funny one I could talk I, for hours I about that I'm very I proud of it um, I didn't think it was going to be that. No, didn't you? <laughs> no, I, I, I had no idea, but I would never yeah. have... I would well, never I say. also worked on all sorts of projects for them all around the world, but I used to usually work at concept stage, which was great, because I'd just get to come in at the ideas stage and then not have to actually deliver a building that would stand up or anything like that. Tricky, that I can't do. I don't have those skills. Mm -hmm. So, well, <laughs> so um, you've, you've also had loads of... Um, Exhibitions and solo exhibitions in yeah, London I, and different I places. Sure I haven't shown uh -huh. yet in Glasgow, actually. No, I was wondering about well, that, if you had anything well, planned. When I first came out, I did a residency that I really enjoyed. A month-long residency at Projectability. Projectability. I love Projectability. So did I. I didn't really know what to expect, but... Yeah. Um, what a brilliant place. It's Every fantastic. city should have one of those. I, I just admire them so much. And, you know, we go along to... Quite a lot of the exhibitions there. In fact, my, um, one of my sons has schizophrenia, uh -huh. and he's been at projectability a couple of times, right. and he's just um, applied to go back. He's oh, he's he's, he's, he's a he's a pretty um, good artist, mm. and um, they are so they're so the, the staff there are wonderful, yeah. and it's such a it's a nice building too. I made such good friends there, and I had the most productive month possibly of my whole career because um, I was in the Reconnect Studios, which is people who come in sort of the, it's the adults who come in a couple of times a week. Oh, they come in three days a week, four days a week, or something. And I had a little wee cubby hole on the side of that. And my I wasn't there to teach anybody. I don't. I'm not a teacher. I've never done that. Um, but I was just there to make my work alongside them making their work. But they were all so productive that I just really had to up my game. I really <laughs> did. They all just came in and did so much stuff. And, I, you know, art, I have to tell you, artists do a fair amount of sitting around in studios, drinking coffee or just looking and thinking. But the, the, my lovely friends at Project Ability were all so incredibly focused and got so much done that it made me really focused. But I, I slightly, that was the first residency I'd done. 
And I thought, oh, what shall I do? OK, I'll set myself to do 100 paintings in a month, which fair near killed That's me, a actually. Lot. But, My um, goodness. but I did it. And there was mm. a real sense of, it got a bit, you know... I, I was having to do sort of 10 a day and I thought that's very doable but then when I was there there was the big snow as well so the place got shut for a few days so I, I sneaked a bit of an extra month a bit of, of the next month in as well mm-hmm. so I did mm-hmm. I did finish my project mm-hmm. but it gave me a perfect mm-hmm. excuse to wander around looking up a bit further east from uh-huh. the West End and also yeah. Merchant City yeah Trongate itself is just fascinating really interesting yeah and, and... so yeah I do have a hundred Glasgow images that I made in a month that I, that I have shown down in their project space. And I usually show my stuff in grids, so that it kind of looks like a city grid. Mm-hmm. Um, but because their project space was so lovely and big that I was able to, rather than simply do a, a squarish grid of 100, I then, well, I photographed them like that, and then I spread them along a whole wall, so they mm-hmm. were along uh, four lines of... What was it? Four lines of 25. Um, and it looked, it looked completely different, because it really did give you a... You're walking through the city and you're walking back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, yeah, my stuff's about sort of, yeah, a wandering and a wandering about cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so. think that the, that that would be a really good place to, you know, to be based for a wee while to oh, get that. Oh, that's great. I really liked um, it. And, the, you know, I, I promote the projectability on, on my website. Yeah. They've got a, an exhibition coming up. It's a Christmas exhibition. Mm. And the... You know, there sometimes it's quite difficult for me um, taking information and putting it, then creating um, mm. a feature about it. But theirs is so easy because yeah. it's so clear. And then they, they they send me an email, and in the email will be all the images, the exact information I need, so yeah. I can do it in five minutes. That's great. No, whereas other people, um. They've not got it on their head in their head that this is going on the web, so it's maybe a very um, catchy title or something. But it's not really telling people <laughs> what it is, yeah. or they won't have the details like mm. the opening times mm. and the, you know all of this. But they are, I really, really admire them. They're on the ball. They, they are. Really it's are. a really good operation. Mm. I really, I made friends there with the tutors, but also I've got firm friends. I meet all over Glasgow, sort of randomly, who who were uh, you know uh, clients there, the artists there as well, yeah. and they're you know, just brilliant, really nice mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I really have made some firm friends, and that was when I just first moved to Glasgow. And no, I, was, that was I didn't know anybody. That at was all. A, it tripled and doubled and tripled and quadrupled the people I knew in Glasgow. Yeah. Down there. I loved it. Yeah. I really loved uh-huh. it. I do. I would recommend any artist to do it. It was such a nice. It was such a good feeling. Before mm-hmm. I did it, I was slightly worried because I've always. Been in a studio where I could shut the door. Right. I never, I've never worked in a, you know, a, an open studio, which is what that is. But it was brilliant, and I really, I got back to my studio after it, and I was like, oh, oh, now I miss everybody. <laughs> it was, it's, a, it's such a nice bunch of people, and it's mm-hmm. such a good setup. Uh-huh. No, no, and I, you I can see how important uh-huh, that art that. is. Mm-hmm. I've never worked in a sort of therapeutic setting, and that, mm-hmm. that kind of is, but it's actually more of an empowering setting. It's mm-hmm. somewhere to go and do that thing you, that make, mm-hmm. makes your life worth doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a, f- a, a few things here that John made there, including, um, you know, he did drawings and paintings, mm-hmm. but he also made a ceramic dolphin. Brilliant. That and facility really super. Uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, when he, mm. he produced this, I thought, what, no, what is it? Just, I would love to do that. <laughs> well, yes, I must admit, I spent my time thinking, well, I've got this project, I've got to get it all through my 100 pictures. <laughs> but I do actually quite want to go back to that and that. And I, I never did a foundation year, which lots of people do, where you get to try lots of things. I didn't do that. I went straight to university to do my, my four-year degree. So I didn't get that trying out thing. But yeah, I must admit, I quite mm. fancied getting into that. Um, I think they would have let you. <laughs> but I didn't have time for the end. So I need another month. Go and visit them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I've got a lot of. I, th- I think they're a brilliant organisation. Yeah, no, I'm amazed that every city. No, I think every city needs them. Yeah. Needs, needs that kind. I don't. Of I think they lost some of the funding. I'm because sure of course, um, I think you pay something, or some people pay something for mm. the, not not yeah. a lot. But I remember when John went at first, he didn't pay anything. Right. 
So they must have lost some of their funding, but I'm glad mm. they've kept going because it is Absolutely. fantastic. It's, it's, it's amazing to see a whole floor of such brilliant facilities as well. Because I, I didn't see it before I came up to Glasgow. I did the interview by Skype from my little London back bedroom. Right. So it was it was like, oh, wow, this is... I hadn't even kind of managed to visit before I, before I applied. That, that whole area um, is great, you know, with the print studio and yes. um, street-level photography. Yeah, um, it allowed me really, to see lots of different uh, things. I've, I'm doing... Um, I've been on the when I was in London I was a trustee of Acme Studios who are like wasps mm-hmm. and wasps are next door in Trongate as well yeah. aren't they or mm-hmm. South Block mm-hmm. but um, I'm doing but I haven't managed to find it I'm still on their waiting list so it still hasn't come up with wasps but uh-huh. but the, but, the um, hidden lanes it is and then you had a, an open day yeah I'm doing another studio. one actually I did when one in you'd... October uh-huh. um, I'm doing another one on the run up to Christmas I've got a few things coming up I've, I'm doing the Wasps mar- Maker Market in Brigate yeah, on that the one. F- 7th of December but then the weekend the Saturday after I'm going to do another open studio and actually I've invited a friend of mine who's a Spanish architect who was also a printmaker to do a wee pop up in my tiny studio it's going to be it's going to be no room whatsoever, so but what's more than area. I'm doing name? that on the 14th of December. That's the 14th. So one on the 7th. So the 7th is I'll the Maker's Market, the Wasps one, and then the 14th. I'm a, but I'm, to be honest, I, if people are down the lane and they want to pop in, I'm all, that's what's really nice about being down the lane, that people do wandering about wanting to come and have a look and buy and... When you're in an artist studio, they're quite often in out-of-the-way places and people don't feel a bit intimidated mm-hmm. to come and knock mm-hmm. on your door if they can find you at all uh-huh. whereas you know I was the other day people have come out of the tea room and were wandering around looking for something to look I said oh come up and have a look at what I'm doing <laughs> and suddenly my studio is full of people well that's really nice for it them. is really mm-hmm. nice yeah and I, I think also a whole lot of people don't know about the hidden lane no I mean the name is very apt you know it's just off um, a girl right. street but yeah, I always have pen. to tell people where it is. But, Actually, um, weirdly, I think we get very good coverage in things like uh, tourist magazines, mm-hmm. like possibly in flight mm-hmm. magazines, uh-huh. because we get a lot of tourists around. Um, uh-huh. And lots Maybe, of probably on TripAdvisor as well. As well. Probably like? on TripAdvisor. Yes, that you know, they, they kind of recommend places. I think you know the, the hidden lane tea room is a draw. People come uh-huh. for that, but you know you can usually then knock on people's doors and see you know can I come in? And I'm I'm. Now my wee boys in junior, in primary two, I'm in the studio every day, it's amazing, yeah. I'm getting loads done. Uh-huh. And so I'm, I'm always there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think people um, like hanging about there, they like the cobblestones and they yeah. like the bright coloured buildings. It's fun, there's all sorts of, there's lots of bands that have the photographs there. I got into the studio the other day and there was a, a whole string quartet in, this was like nine in the morning, <laughs> a whole string quartet in their full gear are getting the photographs done on our cobbled lanes with a yellow background for one of the buildings. Well, it's very, very attractive. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It is well, fun. that's good. I'll put those two, two dates up. But um, it would great. be great if you had an exhibition. Yeah, I haven't got a gallery in, in Glasgow. And, and if, um, I, I haven't, my gallery in London's just folded, so it's a funny time for galleries. So... But I've I've been thinking I should set something up for next year. I'd like mm-hmm. to show maybe it. Um, I'd like to show the Berlin set of work alongside the Glasgow set. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. about something like the Goethe Institute or something like that, because mm-hmm. the Berlin ones haven't been shown, and neither of the Hong Kong ones. The Hong Kong ones haven't been shown at all, mm-hmm. um, apart from in my studio. Right. So. No, that would be. I'd like to set something mm-hmm. up with you know one or two cities, mm-hmm. or maybe Woodlands mm-hmm. Art Space or something. I need to. Mm-hmm. I need to actually. Mm-hmm. It's funny, I, I don't feel like I've been here very long and I feel like I've spent my time finding out what's here and where, what's where and mm-hmm. putting feelers out and making lots of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't thought of setting up a show for a while. <laughs> Two years is not a long time. No, it's you know, not, when, is it? <laughs> when you're working and you've got no. your, your wee boy and but life is... I have been, I have been very it's... productive mm-hmm. here, so I mm-hmm. think, actually, I would like, I would like, I'm getting to the point where I think I should set something up for next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been in this flat now for about ten years, and I feel as if I'm only settling <laughs> now. <laughs> I felt like I, a, a visitor to Anderslan for, really... I, I was always mm. just here, um, but never felt... felt Sort of part of, mm. of of anything. I'm more settled now, but it's taken a long, long time. Yeah. We were kind of mm. a bit the same. We we've, we've got um, a lovely high ceiling flat in Hunden and just off mm. Highland Road. Um, 
And we realised we were kind of thinking, oh, we're not going to be here long, we'll be getting a house. But we don't want to move out of Hindland, having mm-hmm. discovered what a lovely neighbourhood it is. Um, mm-hmm. So it took till this year to actually decorate my little boy's bedroom, sort of, and make it look like his room. In London, he had a big orange wall, which I'd done a huge um, chalk drawing of a city and big animals. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, I hadn't done, and he was missing that, and uh-huh. I hadn't done it. So, so now he's got a turquoise wall, which has got helicopter and a logging truck and dinosaurs and, and did he have some of these that. ideas himself uh he, he comes up with the ideas but he he has a 3d brain he makes mm-hmm. sculpt he makes junk sculptures which i right. don't do mm-hmm. but he he defers mm-hmm. to me on drawings yeah. <laughs> so I, we just because um, he knows i can make things look the way uh, look like the thing he's asked for but yeah. i don't think it's it's interesting to see actually how He's, you know, little children can be very articulate, but when you mm. give them a pencil, actually, it just doesn't look like the same level of, of sophistication they can get w- from a drawing as they can from talking to you. Yeah. Certainly Daniel's, uh-huh. my little boy, is the same. Uh-huh. He's very articulate. You wouldn't believe he's only six, probably because I've been talking <laughs> to him solidly <laughs> for the last six years. Well, and when he was inside me. Um, but, you know, his drawings are a six-year-old's drawings, whereas he wants, mm-hmm. you know, he wants a logging truck to look like a logging yeah. truck, so it's like, uh-huh. oh, maybe yeah. you draw me one. So. But he must love his room. He does love his room. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he still, uh-huh. he still misses a garden. That's the only thing we haven't been able to get in Glasgow, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's loads of parks. Yes, exactly. We're out mm-hmm. in the parks the whole time. And, mm-hmm. and I, I grew up in, you know, the countryside south of London, and we didn't have parks. I mm-hmm. felt very miffed because... We didn't have any parks. Mm-hmm. And everything, it looks like you've got lots of land around you, but it's all owned mm-hmm. by somebody, and nobody's yeah. going to tell you to get off their land. in London, where you said uh, Well, when we were in London, we were in East London. But I lived in um, deepest, darkest Surrey, which is not my idea of fun. Um, and it's all golf courses and, and private land. So mm-hmm. I thought living in a city has always appealed to me because then you get these fantastic parks. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, in in London there are there are quite a lot of parks in yeah. London. There are a lot of commons. Yes, yeah. true. We were we were quite mm-hmm. near one of the commons, mm-hmm. but it didn't quite appeal to us yeah. in the way that. Whereas we're in the parks the whole time here, and we, mm-hmm. you know, people are so friendly, and you know that anybody with kids, when has to get their kids out in the park at least you know a couple of times a day. So you make lots of friends I mean, in every playground. In it's funny in Glasgow, the minute the sun comes out, I mean, like botanics <laughs> and Kelvin Grove, there yeah. just you can hardly. Whereas I was in Kelvin Grove Park this morning and it was just so beautiful and crunchy and full of the frost. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Every time I walk through the, the Kelvin Grove mm-hmm. Park it gets mm-hmm. me. Because I can mm-hmm. get through from... It's a nice walk to my studio from that. That's right. That's I used to always go down Byers Road and then along Dumbarton Road. But I like to kind of mix it up. And at the moment, if it's a morning like today with all the sunshine and the frost, it was beautiful. Kelvin Way is gorgeous, isn't it? I love Kelvin it Way. Is. I mean, I, I think to go along University Avenue and past the university and then down Kelvin Way. Yeah. Um, well, I'm also, you know, of course, I'm interested, in, I'm interested in the gritty bits as well. So mm. I usually go down Byers Road and then Church Street. And that there's I've done a lot of work with it. There's a building called the Ponticovo building on that, that last... It's the last building that the, the university, I don't think, can knock down because I think it's listed. And what is that on the main road? It's on the corner of... Church Street and Dumbarton. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's opposite. It's and it's opposite. The, very... the, the that whole bit up there, um, which was part of the West Infirmary, yes. had the Gardner Institute in it. Uh-huh. I used to be in there a lot. I have epilepsy, right. and I used to be. I'm I'm pretty good now, but I used to be ill a lot mm. and been there for weeks. And that is such an interesting building. So that goes all yes. the way down. The um, there's a chapel in there. Oh, is that? I mean, yes. that's why it's called Church Street. Uh-huh. There's a chapel inside Well, at the there. moment, they're kind of hollowing out a lot of those, those buildings. Mm-hmm. So I guess the facade needs to be kept. It's, it but has to me, be kept. For me, I like that uh-huh. flux in cities when something's being pulled down and you get another bit of sky that's not going to stay. Uh-huh. And, you know, you, you know, it's, a bit, it's a bit worrying, but you're a bit apprehensive about what they're going to put up. I'm a bit worried about the uh-huh. bottom end of Byers Road yeah, uh-huh. because if, that, if they do do a cut-through, which I think the plan is to do a cut-through from Byers Road straight across to Argyle Street, cutting that bottom bit of Byers Road off, those building, those businesses are going to suffer even more. Like the University mm-hmm. Cafe, I uh-huh. think. I think they're tr- they're they must be feeling the lack of students down that end already. Well, I think there are going to be more shops and facilities mm. within the the whole complex. Yeah. They're putting up 
you, you just don't know if that's drawing more people, then it might draw more people yeah. to the body. You, you don't you don't know. You, it's hard to see whether something's going to be really bad or if it's going to help. Yeah, there'll be swings and roundabouts, won't there? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I must admit, I, I'm not interested in cities staying still. That's part of why I'm interested in cities, because mm-hmm. things do change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the only boring bit of a city I've ever done was Canary Wharf in London, where everything just was shot up all know, at the same time. Um, and I, it's private space, I, it's not real yeah. real, real streets. I, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I had a friend lived in... Um, Blackheath. So Jim, um, we went to Blackheath and stayed with with Alex, because Jim was supporting Benny Gallagher, and uh-huh. and he was having a gig in Blackheath um, town hall, and we stayed with with Alex and we walked over the heath, you know, yeah, it goes down to towards to Greenwich, uh-huh. but when you go over, you see Canary Wharf. Yes. And you're just looking, it's like as if it's landed from you space. See, I like it, but it was boring uh-huh. to do uh-huh. because there's no, uh-huh. I like an old building next to a new building uh-huh. that's a little, uh-huh. and a little bit that you can shimmy round and uh-huh. you spot it. I, d- uh-huh. I don't, uh-huh. I'm not used to the iconic buildings, so uh-huh. I'm usually making pictures of the buildings that you walk past every day and you don't even notice, uh-huh. you know, or the ones you work in, or the ones you... One of the challenges with Glasgow for me has been how to articulate in my work, how to articulate the tenements where you've got a whole terraced row of the same colour uh-huh. so those tend to come out quite pink in my work but um, but yeah Glas- um, Glasgow is much more interesting than, than working with, with you know a, a brand new city although actually when I go to London now I stay on the Isle of Dogs which is down the bottom past Canary Wharf uh-huh. and actually the Isle of Dogs is quite interesting uh-huh. and Greenwich is amazing too yeah. but but then I don't you know I, I wouldn't swap it back uh-huh. I, I absolutely love living my, in my favourite I, I I stayed in different parts of London. First of all, we stayed in um, Hampstead. Right. And that was kind of posh. We, 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 I went with it my friend. <laughs> who, she was going to study, Mary was going to study librarianship. Uh-huh. And we were only allowed to go. We went and stayed in a convent. That was the only reason we were allowed to go. Goodness. So the convent was, we got off at Belsize Park. Wow. That was underground. So we stayed there first of all. And then we got a flat in... Um, Oh, I've forgotten the name of the place. Some in in North London um, also were there for a while, and then I stayed in with other girls from Glasgow, in Chelsea, uh-huh. at the World's End, oh, which right. was oh, the World's yes. End at that time. Yes. I mean it really was. It was bleak, <laughs> and but my favourite place in London was always Brixton. Yeah. I love because because Mary moved to Brixton when she got married, and then for years and years when I went to London. I stayed there and it was just so vibrant and different yes. and um, so much going on. Yeah. I, I, I loved um, So I, I, was loved in, I was in Bethnal Green and Bethnal Green had the same vibe that Brixton mm-hmm. used to have mm-hmm. um, and I really loved it there. Mm-hmm. Brick Lane. Yeah. And, uh, it's funny because yeah. my husband's um, grandfather when he came over from Lithuania lived in that area. He lived mm-hmm. on the end of Pitticoke Lane where the markets mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so actually that's where the Lithuanian community was around. And Daniel, mm-hmm. my little boy, was born in Whitechapel Hospital. Uh-huh. So he's, um, uh-huh. he, th- he, says, he says he's half Glasgow and half uh-huh. London. Well, my Michael <laughs> was born at Clapham, um, uh-huh. South London Hospital for Women. Uh-huh. So he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Londoner. But, no, it's, it's, it's a fascinating place. But I think that Glasgow has got... Um, you, you'll still have loads to discover. Yeah. You know, because there are so many, you Absolutely. know, over even like at Govan and mm. you know, different parts like that. Yeah, I don't know the south side very well. Um, well, the south side, of course, is so much bigger than like the West End. Mm. I mean, the south side is vast, and um, there are, I go over sometimes to Langside, and it's really nice. Mm. Well, I'm got, always open uh, for. Uh, suggestions. And I work with quite. I work with quite dense streets. So yeah, it's but the, that's but there is one street. But there is one street there. Um, I think it's actually. I'll, I'll send you the name of it because we went recently to visit a friend, and um, we had to go round this wee lane. I mean, it was so different. And then she was up like a wee stairway. It was mm. a tenement, but. 
it was just off the main road, mm-hmm. but it was so unexpected, and it was this wee sort of swirly, <laughs> swirly lane. I must admit, one of the things that I found, have found fascinating about Glasgow that I've never experienced in any other city is the lanes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, you know, this would be a city where every street has a wee back lane as well. So I've mm-hmm. actually got some black and white Polaroid that I'm planning what I'd like to do when I get... I only shoot on fantastic days, um, so you don't get that that many of those no. in the winter. Um, but I've got a black, a whole set of black. My fridge is full of black and white Polaroid, waiting for me to have the days to to do a project to to do a shoot, which is all about the back lanes in the centre. Uh, I, mean, I love the back lanes uh-huh. in the West End because they're like uh-huh. leafy lanes and uh-huh. cobbly leafy lanes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I love the way there's a, there's effectively there's a second grid behind the city. Mm-hmm. I'll show so, it. That's right. So that's the, that's on the yeah. That's that's on, still on my drawing board, and it's made me realise I I did plan to do it this year, and it's almost yeah. the end of the year, and I haven't done it yet. Yeah. So. No, I mean some of the lanes um, I didn't know about. You know, when the West End Festival was on, we went to um, a kind of garden event, and you could go into people's gardens, uh-huh. and it was up in Partick Hill. Um, I love Partick Hill. Oh my goodness, it was great. Partick um, Hill is one of his my kind of fantasy. Not you know you can't buy up there. There's nothing. It's too expensive. And nothing <laughs> comes up. But um, no, I love because I love walking over to Partick Hill, especially now that there's the the garden centre down on um, on the other side of Partick Hill near the oh, cricket club. Do you know well. I've not even been there yet. I, I saw it was up and I thought I probably won't it's go nice. down until the springtime. But when do you expect it? Oh, it's not always open when you expect it because I think he's also <laughs> running a. Uh, he's still running yeah. a landscape um, uh-huh. gardening thing. But so it was, it, it was it's it's needed. Nice. I mean, it would oh, be a lot great. in demand. I just now need a garden. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with your pots, it'll be... Um, it's, um... I know, because we sometimes go um, up to Mogai to, yeah. to Dobies. Right. Um, yes, because there's a garden centre up there, but it would be nice just to go... Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, and he'll, mm-hmm. you know, I've... I've been there a few times because I we do have some pots down at the Hidden Lane which I was wanted to plant mm-hmm. out with some herbs and stuff so I have been in a few times, but mm-hmm. no it's it's a it's a great addition it's like mm-hmm. yeah it's the kind of thing I'd if I wasn't a painter I'd be wanting to run a little wee garden centre that he's got there. I know so oh, that would be that that's be, right. It keeps oh, that would be lovely to fine. have your um, your gallery and the mm. garden centre. And... Well, yeah, I used to be a big vegetable grower in London. We had fruit trees and vegetables and it was lovely, but. I wouldn't, I wouldn't I be back for anything. It's not I worth going back for. I don't know why this is ringing because I've taken it off, but probably. Hello? I took it off so it wouldn't ring, sorry. Don't <laughs> worry. I decided to be ringing. Yeah, so anyway. yeah, Partick Hill's nice. So you got some news about people's gardens. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, and it was, it was just this area that I, I, I hadn't even known. Ah. Existed. It was. Oh, it's fabulous. You know, it is. It's great. It's funny because when we first were looking for somewhere to buy up here, um, the estate agent said, "Oh, if you don't mind being in Partick Hill, it's a bit cheaper in G11." It's like, I'm kidding. It's lovely here. We really like it. <laughs> but um, we bought in a place. We bought on Hewenden, and it's just we just love it so much. Um, being able to walk to my work, boy, we boy to school. It's, you know, we'd have always been in the car to the to school in London, and then we'd have been worrying about. When he got to a certain age, what would we do next? When mm-hmm. he's at a, it was, it, he, when we moved up, he was just about to start school in London, mm-hmm. about four and a bit, because mm-hmm. they have that silly system where you either go too early. He was up here, he had another year in nursery, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's good for them having that extra year in nursery. He really needs because it. they're so um, they're learning so many social skills. Yes, and absolutely. then <laughs> when they go to school, they're not. You know, they're not all apprehensive for it's, yeah. it's, it's still... And, and they're the learning. I used to work um, for Save the Children oh, right. in a project up in Royston. It was an anti-poverty project, mm. so it was childcare and training for women, the Rosemount Project. Right. And, oh, my goodness, the wee kids. You know, what, what, how they developed um, was yeah. just... Absolutely, because they learn so much through play. Exactly, absolutely. Uh, no, I think, and then they're ha- they're so happy. Yeah. You know, I I, I, know, I think it's, it's I think it is. Mm-hmm. It is. It really it really is. But yeah, I think I I've got a lot of time for for Scottish way of you know keeping them back a year and and more flexibility on when they start school and that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ryan, um, the fact that he's was... been learning to read in a Scottish accent is an absolute joy. I'm so pleased about that. <laughs> he's got these lovely rolling R's. <laughs> I'm still working on my Scottish accent. So. 
Comes well, do you know, um, I, when I was wee, I went to speech therapy because mm-hmm. I had such a strong bar. So I went, I would, I would like to say Girl and, and you know, my surname, well, it was Jim's name, Birin. Mm-hmm. I would, that, that's how I would like to say it. So I had to learn to say Girl and Burn. <laughs> and when we get married, I, I kept my own name for a lot the longest mm. time. I just changed it because it was getting to be awkward with banking and different things and mm. some people were calling you one thing, some people were calling yeah, another. But I didn't, I, th- I thought, I still, if people ask me what my name is, I, because I find it so difficult to pronounce, I still say Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E. I still <laughs> I spell, well, I spell um, it Well, you're not alone. I do spend a lot of time spelling my surname. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my little boy has a, I've made up a little rhyme so he can so he can say K U D I R K A. That is how you spell my name. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> because you have uh-huh. to spell it the whole time. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I I had a I was really pleased to change my name. Um, I was I, my Davenport. name was Davenport. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, so I still find paintings in the studio that got Sarah Davenport on the back. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but there were a few Sarah Davenports who were painters, including one right. who was a dog portrait painter, and I didn't. Right. I didn't think, you know, there's no other Sarah Kadokas, okay. as far as I well, can that, tell. Well, no, no, <laughs> that is is much more artistic. It's and, a young, um, it's best to have an unusual um, name, I think. Definitely. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, absolutely. So, but I think you should be definitely thinking about uh, an exhibition. Yeah, that I think would be you're great. Right. But I'll get these events in um, when it was. And the I'll do the Borders Art Fair as well. That's the next thing I'll be doing. But So whereabouts um, in the Borders is that? Well, it's Kelso, I think. Kelso, quite far down. I've been to Pe- Peebles lots. Well, my parents, um, when they first married, lived in Peebles. Oh, did they? So I didn't That's understand why my mum always said poems and poetry. Uh-huh. We were like, well, it's a poem, it's a poem, it's poetry, isn't it? It's like, but she was a teacher in Peebles when she was oh, first she? married, oh, and then they moved not. to Perth. So my what, sister so, was born so in Perth. So she would be Miss Davenport. Uh, well, no, I guess she, she was. Well, no, the, well, she she'd be Mrs. Davenport. Right, because but, you know, teachers always get called Miss. Don't because they? Um, my sister, she lives in Canada, but her husband comes from Peebles. All oh, right, and he's got brothers and sisters. Oh, so so, 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 be so maybe yeah. Um, It'll be nineteen sixty five, I guess. Yeah. My sister was born in Perth in sixty. Oh no, she was born. No, it'd be sixty four three well, because Dean, my sister Dean, was born in um, Perth Al, in sixty four. Alistair's youngest brother Dean would definitely have been in primary school then. Oh right. I don't so. know what's. I think she was teaching. Oh, was she was teaching secondary. She was. She told me the other day she was teaching a, a class of which was one a wee school, so she had three different sets of pupils in uh, one. But I don't think she was in. Per- I don't uh, think they were in Peebles very long, uh, actually. Yeah. Maybe only but a must year. That must last. Dean Peebles <laughs> is lovely. It's I've never been. Oh, oh, you would love it. It's just a very, very attractive wee town, uh-huh. and the countryside around it is beautiful. Oh, maybe we'll make when we go down for the borders out there. Perhaps we'll make. You it know, you should definitely definitely okay. go because. In the at Christmas time, they have the the main street. All it's all beautifully lit it's up pretty. and everything, and there's loads of wee independent shops. Oh, that's nice. It's very very attractive main street. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe we'll no, definitely. Um, you, you should definitely take in pe- pe- peoples if you're peoples, doing the right. border. Well, borders. It's, it's coming back to my <laughs> family <laughs> best friends. Right. That's well. good. But listen, so. that um, that's been so interesting. You know, I I really love. You know, we Jim and I both <laughs> loved the when we saw your stuff at the. Oh, at that's the, very nice. At to the know. contemporary mm. art fair. Well, mm. uh, there's a there's a show I've just put another piece in one of the abstract pieces, which is in, it's called Little Originals. It's in Dundee and it's over the Christmas. It, um, so it gives me a chance to go up to Dundee to deliver a painting. Um, <laughs> and Little Originals, one of my friends in the board has said, "Oh, Little Originals, it sounds like it's definitely you." <laughs> You should go into so, the V and D and that they've got a shop yes, there and ask them if they would like to sell any of your oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very good at that bit. I'm not very good at I'm good at uh, selling other people's work, uh, but my work sort uh, of I'm no good at it. Either. Find, it uh, finds its um enthusiasts. I've got a collector in the West End um, who just pounces on things I make because I'm I need one of those, I need one of those. So Well that's it's good. Lovely. So um, anyway, I think you're doing 
really, really thank you. So well yes, I'll and, I'll take uh, it as a spare. I will set and up it's, a show it's, next year. It's great and then I can tell you when my show is. <laughs> Absolutely. No, definitely we would come to that. Oh, and, that's um, great. No, I think it's it's great that you're so enthusiastic about what yeah. you're doing and, and it, I mean it's lovely to be working it's something that you really are you know so kind of in love with isn't it? I, I, I'm very I'm very lucky I mean I'm very lucky that the work is I came up with a very original idea and I pursued it and I'm still in love with it I still want to do it mm-hmm. um, I'm also working on canvas again which is a surprise to me but um, in a very different way but the Polaroid work is 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 still the most original work I make, and I still love me. It's it's too much. It's kind of too much fun sometimes to make. But um, you can't what, you can't complain about what, that. Can what you? a great complaint. <laughs> so, so, but it's the, been lovely talking to oh, you. Yeah, I, I I just love hearing all about it, seeing it daily, you know, and I'm sure people will enjoy the podcast. Oh, so good. thanks very much. Oh my pleasure. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Pat. Let's end another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. As I've said previously, we'd love to hear from you. So if you've got any questions for us or any people you would suggest that we we should interview, please get in touch. And you can do that via, probably via Twitter actually, at Glasgow's West End, or directly to Pat uh, via her email, pat at glasgowestend.co.uk. Okay, catch you the next time. Bye for now.